This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Offside by a mile, the podcast for anything and everything Colorado Avalanche, and the official Avs podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, everyone, we are back. We're back. We're back. It's been a long, grueling summer. So much training. <laughs> so much training. So much training. So much training to get to this moment. Uh, uh, I just want to thank Jesus and... <laughs> Um, my mom, my dad, my mom you know, always being there for me. My, uh, my peewee coach. Yes. Actually, yes. Jared's dad was my peewee coach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, true that, true that. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, it's great to be back. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the 63rd episode of the Offside by Mob podcast. Uh, lots to get to cause you know, there's been a bunch of stuff coming on, uh, come coming and going in the last two weeks three weeks we haven't talked about obviously mm-hmm. first up uh surprise surprise uh the draft lottery was a shit show yeah <laughs> wow it's almost like we called it or something didn't see that one coming <laughs> i just like classic dude the nhl is so broken like it's first of all it's really funny to me that a, the reason the NHL wanted to do the draft lottery, I would assume, is so that the teams that suck, that aren't playing in the playing round or anything like that, had something to sell to their fans. Yet, they still gave themselves a losing option in the fact that there was a 25% chance, basically, that one of those teams, or that no team, quote-unquote, was going to win the first overall pick. Yeah, that's out of the playoffs. And if I'd assume most fans that are listening to this podcast, listen to any hockey podcast, period, that care a little bit more than just watching hockey, you all know that the NHL finds a way to fuck themselves over on almost every aspect of the game of chance. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) like, you go through the history of the friggin' draft, like, the draft lottery, and it, it... it's always ridiculous. It's like, just I, always like I've been like I was thinking, and it's maybe it's probably because like you know I don't remember, but and like the other ones are significant, the underdogs winning the draft lottery. But yeah. I feel like when has it actually been biggest odds? The draft lottery goes to that team. I feel like it's never. <laughs> yeah, like the Leafs basically. It's like uh, someone always jumps. I think the, I think in recent memory, it's only been the Leafs. Yeah, like the Matthews. Right. I, I think that's that's the only one I can think of off like and maybe Oilers stuff. Like I think the yeah not one the of the McDavid draft. One of the Oilers ones. One or two of them. They were dead last. Yeah, but it's so funny though. It's just like yeah, like you. But what? But again, the point of that, the NHL likes that, and I think as a fan, you should like that too. Yeah. Again, it's kind of like this playoff strat, like the thing we've talked about for eons fuck i don't know five six seven hours total on this podcast the playoff format obviously not this year but like the normal playoff format the last five six whatever how long however long it's been yeah 2013 or it's if you're a fan of hockey it's awesome that playoff format is legit Mm -hmm. if you're a fan of a singular team and you want your singular team to do well it's not as great same as the draft lottery if you're just a hockey fan the draft lottery is good because it keeps teams from straight up tanking like the Buffalo Sabres did for yeah. Connor McDavid. And it fucking worked because they didn't get <laughs> Connor McDavid. Yeah. That team is a tanking shit show. Yeah. That Buffalo Sabres team. Yes, obviously we know the Avs were hot garbage before they got Kale McCarr and lost the draft lottery. The Detroit Red Wings were hot garbage. A product of just being good for a very long time. Yeah. Right? 
but they were not tanking. The Avs were not tanking. They were trying. They, they were just, just didn't, bad. Didn't win. <laughs> but the Buffalo Sabres straight up traded away yeah. everything. They are the exact reason the draft lottery exists. Because if you can just straight up sell off all your assets and get the best player that we've ever seen, arguably, McDavid is definitely going to put okay. himself right up in the history books. Clearly, that's yeah. not a hot take, obviously. Right? But it's complete garbage if you could just straight up do what Buffalo did and just guarantee Connor McDavid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, we can laugh and joke and say, well, why, why the fuck do Oilers get him? Yes, it's they're also shit and parentally shit. But, like, you know, it's just that's this is the draft lottery at work doing the right thing. Now, this year, and the NHL being complete, absolute winners, saying that the 8th through 15th place teams, or last, you know, the teams, the placeholder teams, saying that they needed to have a shot at the draft lottery is fine because that's the way it always is. There's always the yeah. bottom 15 teams. Mm-hmm. Except for a couple of weeks later when the NHL decides to say that if you made the play-ins, a.k.a. you're the top 24 team in the NHL, all trades and purposes of trades that have need to make the playoffs in those conditions, in those picks and stuff, if you made the play-ins, you made the playoffs. Mm, yeah. You can't have both. You can't have both. Yeah, that's a little weird. I you mean, can't say that a team that's going to lose one of these playing rounds made the playoffs, but then also is going to have a 12.5% chance at first overall. Yeah. That's insane to me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can't really say anything more other than, yeah, I completely agree. It's <laughs> like, kind of insane. Like, <laughs> man, all they had to do, all they had to do was wait until yeah. the playing round was over hold the draft lottery, yeah. everything would be normal. And like, there would be I, no I controversy. Still, I'm still trying to like hear like a purposeful meaning of why they had to do it. I mean, we've talked about this so much already, but the, it's, it still blows my mind. It's like, why? What? what is a little patience hurting? The only thing that makes a little sense is being able to have a team like Ottawa or Detroit or L.A., Anaheim, Sell something, sell something to their fans. <laughs> yeah, but and when it didn't work. <laughs> but when that draft isn't going to be until October, yeah, who gives a shit? It's like what four months. <laughs> like it Sweet. seems like it, right? Like w- if we held the draft lottery on August fifteenth or whenever the last play-in series is over, would yeah, that right four there. weeks or month ish? Maybe what? Maybe six weeks. I guess it's four weeks from now. Would that have changed anything in the marketing departments of these teams? No. I mean, they're not yeah. making money selling jerseys. Yeah, not right. Because hey, nobody knows who's getting first overall. Now you have oh, yeah, guys like, like Shane from the Centurion podcast or whatever he calls it. You know. With, with, like they're all doing their mock drafts and oh, we could draft this guy and this guy. You could have done that in August, too. Yeah. It's just insane. It's just... They did it to themselves, and like I said, the NHL just... They always do it to themselves. Yep. The only thing... Well, I mean, the next thing they do to themselves is unfit to practice or unfit to participate. (laughs) Yeah. I understand it's for the privacy of players, but holy shit. (laughs) That's, uh... It's interesting. Oh, man, it's so ridiculous. It's a lower body injury. But, yeah, um, is what it is, right? It, it is the NHL. It's, I mean, we're going to have to deal with it. We're, we're going to have to deal with that unfit to participate stuff for a while. Yeah. Uh, and, again, right, players deserve to have their privacy when it comes to if they're sick or not, right? I mean, that's fair, 100% fair. And if, if all of a sudden it was just like, oh, this guy pulled his hamstring or this guy tweaked it or this guy did that. And then, oh, unfit to play. It's like, well, he's got Corona. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. It's it's just so so NHL. Uh, The good thing, though, that did happen, well, one of the good things that happened while we were off air, though, the Hockey Hall of Fame nominees were announced, and uh, 
right. Jerome McGinley, ex-Colorado Avalanche, mm-hmm. is in. I mean, not even a question. Obviously, he was going to be a first balloter. Yeah, he was pretty easy decision. Literally, sure. the only question was, oh, he didn't get a cup. But he was so good. I mean... I mean, they did. I mean, he wasn't. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> Wrong podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I mean, he may not have been an all star while he was in Colorado. Obviously, he was a little later in his career. But man, Jerome McGinley, no question. If anything, when he played for Colorado, all Avs fans noticed just exactly what makes up Jerome McGinley. Oh, yeah, and like and who, the leader what and kind stuff. of guy he is and what kind of leader, what kind of like on and off the ice and just a freaking, you know, beautiful human that yeah. he is. And well, yeah, man, like we grew up in Cal, grew up in Calgary. So we've uh, firsthand, we've had firsthand experience. And I could probably say that, I mean, I mean, all Flames fans love Aginla. And I'm sure a lot of Colorado Avalanche fans love Aginla. And yeah, it was just good. It was just good to see that, and I I just love watching him talk too. You know, oh because he's just like, oh, uh, like I'm a drama kid, though. Like I'm not even that good. Like I just try to, you know, be a cool guy. And it's like, dude, you're fucking amazing. Okay, just own it. <laughs> I saw. I can't remember. I think it was Gord Miller, and he's talking about because I think he's a voter on the Hall of Fame panel. Yeah, or whatever. And uh, he's like, when I vote, he's like, all I try and remember. Is was or was not was that player not at the top of his game or at the top of uh, the game when they were playing? Right. No question. You look at this Hall of Fame class: Jerome McGinley, Marion Hosa, Kevin Lowe. That's the male hockey players, right? Like, yes, Marion Hosa is insane. It was sick to see Hosa in too. I was like, fuck yeah! Again, no question. He was a hall of, like he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, no question. What three cups? I think the, five. The dude appearances. went to four in a row. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think so. It's like crazy, I, man. He went to four in a row, and I think he lost the first two. Yeah, because it, it was three or four in a row, but something like that. Because he lost what I think he was on, on Detroit or whatever. He was on Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, lost to Detroit. Then he went to Detroit, lost to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, and then he went to Chicago the year after and won with Chicago. I was yeah. just for like the hilarity <laughs> of it. I was like, man, it would be amazing if Chicago loses just to see oh. also lose three in a row. That would just be crushing. Could to you your imagine? Soul freaking put him in the hall of fame but for like that it alone. was crazy to see him at three in a row with different teams yeah right like especially in that like the detroit pittsburgh like crazy going to the final era yeah where they went back to back like that was nuts and then the fact that he's on both teams like both sides like, <laughs> yeah different sides that yeah. lost ridiculous that must uh, have been the kevin low pick is hilarious because everybody's like he's going as a player right not a gm <laughs> <laughs> yeah or a management type. That's before my time. Yeah. <laughs> Again, great player in, in his time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Kim St. Pierre, amazing female hockey player. Just yep. unreal. And then Doug Wilson going for management, I believe. Right? Fair or, enough. Or was yep. he? No, he was a player, actually. He was in the player's class, too. Which, again, oh, yeah. Doug Wilson deserves that. It was Ken Holland that went as management. Right, right, which, right. again, another weird one where hockey like players have to be retired. This one blows my mind every time. If you're a player, you have to be retired before you get in the Hall of Fame. But if you're in the management category, they don't give a shit. You got to leave a little uh, empty space there at the bottom of their little paragraph so, they so that the they plot, can yeah. uh, <laughs> like, catch it in there right, after. It's like, it's like cause, you know, it makes then... sense as a player because they're like, oh, you want to make sure their stats were right. Yeah, okay, well, if, if you're a GM, like you can still win more cups and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Or Gary Bettman's sake, where Gary Bettman's in, and it's like, he could still fuck shit up more than he already has. <laughs> and Lock Gary out. Bettman has been redacted. <laughs> yeah, redacted. <laughs> Just freaking, oh, he had uh, back-to-back lockout shortened seasons because he's a dick. And the, uh... oh yeah, I guess that happened too. I forgot. I totally forgot. The CBA extension oh, yeah. happened too. Right. Which, you know, I guess we won't see a lockout for the next, I think, six years, six more years or something. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Uh, I don't know about Avs fans. Uh, you, I mean, you're not as excited for Olympic hockey because, you know, Canada just torches you guys all the time. But, Ooh, uh, oof. <laughs> I can tell you that we're excited for the Shell players to go I back mean, to the Olympics. Hopefully, fingers crossed, if oh, the IOC man, I cooperates. Hope. I hope. And honestly, man, the Americans are getting stronger. They're getting stronger oh, these days. They, well, I mean, they're going to have Matthews. They're going to have some 
It's a pretty good player. They're going to have so. some top-end talent. We'll see if Kane is still as good as he is. The yeah, time the I'm sure score. he will. He's pretty much timeless, isn't he? Seems like it. Dude, that, that's the one thing. You know, everybody talks about guys like McDavid and uh, the younger guys not having Olympic shots yet. I think it's the other way around. It's the guys that are on the end of their careers that it's like, man, it's a real shame they're not going to get one more real good shot at it. Yeah. Because, like, what, 2022, right, I think, is the next Winter Olympics? Patrick Kane might not be Patrick Kane. It's true, true. Right? Like, we've all kind of been expecting him to tail off eventually. It's going to happen. It's Yeah. It's Eventually, it's, it's coming. Time. Guys don't play to 50. Yeah. Right? Unless you're Yarmir Yager. <laughs> It's not in the NHL. Which, hey, he's playing, <laughs> he's playing another year of hockey. I know. It's <laughs> I remember we were talking about that Ridiculous. a couple weeks ago. What a guy. But, yeah. So, I mean, I can't tell you I've dove into the new CBA stuff. But, uh, yeah, I haven't honestly. There's really all kinds of crap much. coming out of, like, stuff that the Leafs are doing that nobody likes, which is. Oh, yeah, the refs. And tickling stuff. my fancy as a Leafs fan, that's for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> the refs thing is interesting. Uh, I'd assume they were using NHL refs which is why it got kiboshed. But I like I'm pretty sure I've seen maybe it's just the Leafs thing, but I'm pretty sure I've seen refereed scrimmages before on other teams training camp. Yeah. rotations. The Leafs just brought them in for like drills, which was an interesting I think it was a smart coaching thought or thing from Sheldon Keefe in Toronto. Why not? Right? When you're, well, you're, normally speaking, you got like a month long camp. It's a lot easier to kind of get guys back in the rhythm of things. But being that this is a short camp, having referees actually drop pucks and like be in the way and stuff like that and be on the ice with you, I think it's a really good idea of trying to get guys really in game form. Yeah. But apparently other teams didn't like it. So then the Leafs got told not to do it, which again. I think it's a case of they were probably using NHL refs that were in Toronto getting ready for uh, the hub. Yeah. So I, I can kind of see that. If they were using NHL refs, I think that's a bad move. Even though that I think it's in best interest for the league to have these referees on ice actually doing something. True. Because you think players are yeah, they, you think you think players are going to be in not necessarily rough physical shape, but mental shape, ready to like. They're not going to be in midseason form when this all starts. And I mean, you think most, referees are going to yeah, be too? Most of those refs are probably only going to have like what one game? Yeah, they're going to have an exhibition. Two? Yeah, they might have an exhibition game, yeah. maybe two, right? Like, they're not going to be sharp either, and people are going to be losing their shit. Yeah, and, and I I'm, mean, I'm not saying you got to like. How do you do that? How do you send refs to every single city that's running a camp right now? That's ridiculous. I mean, uh, but hopefully... at the same time, like I, I feel like. I I wouldn't be surprised. Nobody thinks of the refs when it comes to training camps. Like I have no idea how NHL refs get ready for a season. Yeah, I mean, None. it's kind of what I was just thinking. It's like hopefully they're doing stuff. Like I don't know how like they get I'm, ready for a normal season. You just set, like have ten refs just skating around on the ice. That's probably. Like, I know, like yeah, like previous to like exhibition rip, games and stuff. It's like yeah, what do you do? Do they go rip around <laughs> public skates by themselves, or just like <laughs> just, rip, rip just, around the little kids? Just uh, got some you know free skate going. It's like yeah. Yo, can you guys line up here? I gotta gotta practice my puck drops. It's not and like stuff. they go to you know junior hockey and ref some of that, and then go to the show or something like that. that doesn't yeah. happen either. I, I have no idea how. Gotta refs practice ready. my offsides. I'm gonna go to a horse race. Was that <laughs> hey. one? On, was that one further? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Just wait. They're gonna ruin an offside call again, and we're gonna go to the <laughs> summer, quote yeah, unquote, and be pissed. That's the scary thing, right? It's like, okay, well, hopefully they don't fuck up any calls, right? <laughs> I, like when that all kind of started, I was like, man, what do they do? Like, yeah, I, I thought about the same thing too. Yeah, I don't so. know how they get ready at all. I don't know. And then the next thing, the next thing that came out of Toronto and the CBA, the renewed CBA, is that apparently uh, smaller market teams, I would assume it's smaller market teams, were not happy with how the Leafs were using their off-season practice facility. Uh, apparently. Well, I, I'd assume this is not only a Leafs thing. I would assume a lot of, like, I'm sure the Rangers do this. I'm sure, like, Boston does this. I'm sure a lot of big-time teams do this. But the Leafs were bringing in prospects and players all summer and having them train with specialty coaches at the practice facility. Well, apparently that's not allowed anymore. Uh, apparently now 
the team is no longer allowed to pay for the travel and they're not allowed to play for pay for specialty coaches for their players anymore. You can ha- apparently you can still have the practice facilities open. You can have your regular coaches coach them and show up and train and all that stuff. Mm. But you can't pay for your players to come there and you can't pay for extra coaches. So like one of the examples I saw was like Gary Roberts. Mm. He runs a crazy yep. I think Connor McDavid uses him. A lot of guys use Gary Roberts for his like strength and conditioning yep. programs. The NHL club can no longer pay a guy like him to coach their players. It has to be the players that pay him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Which, that makes sense, I guess. I guess that's fine. But it, to me, it's crazy. It's like, wait, so I can't pay to make my players better, to train better, but I can hire, like, all kinds of coaches and all kinds of chefs and whatever stuff during the year. But outside of season, no dice. It's just weird to me. Yeah. But it's... Again, but, yeah, it's, advantage. It's, it's one of those know. NHL small market things where they're trying to cut costs and other teams didn't want to do it or didn't want to pay for it so it's unfair and all i guess stuff. at just... the same time though it's also like the corona stricken regions aren't gonna have that opportunity yeah but it's not from that this is a cba thing this isn't oh, a right yeah. now thing this is in the cba oh, so this is like this oh, is okay. forever okay okay <laughs> like right now sure that's different and then yeah i guess you know if it's like that then obviously it's it's a money issue right it's, it's just uh, so many resources availability issue yeah yeah makes sense but i get you it's 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 kind of interesting yeah and i guess um last but not least before we get into current stuff the some of the awards the nhl Mm. awards are trickling in surprise surprise uh the rookie of the year came out kale mccarr quinn hughes um kobalik kobalik kubalik what's his first name Anton? Yeah, I think so. Is that right? Sounds right. Yeah, sure. Should probably know that. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> obviously, those are going to be three. Now, the one yeah. I was very surprised by, the Lady Bing and Nathan McKinnon being on that threesome. Mm-hmm. But not just Nathan McKinnon being part of that threesome. Austin Matthews being part of that threesome is ludicrous. Yeah, it's kind of weird. First of all, this is the... P- uh, this is the Patrice Bergeron special. Yeah. So the fact that he's not part of the top three is crazy. The fact that Austin Matthews is part of the top three in the same year that he got arrested for mooning a woman. I forgot about that, dude. Is <laughs> fucked. Uh, totally forgot about that, dude. <laughs> like, That's okay. Uh, we had a bit like there was a bit of a discussion in the hockey podcast network Slack chat. And there was people on both sides of it. Hockey Troll was on the one side and said, hey, guys, let's remember that Matthews, A, was drunk. But not that that's an excuse. But he didn't moon a lady with a bare ass. He literally just exposed his boxers. Like, he was still clothed. It's it's not like... It's not like he ran up to her and just, like, showed his junk to her. Like Yeah. Like, it's not sexual assault. Yeah. It's just a Man, dumb... He, like He only had eight penalty minutes this year. But, like... It's crazy. I think as idiot males we can all say we've mooned somebody before and i've definitely mooned them with a bare ass before not since i've been an adult mind you <laughs> but it's definitely been done right and i'm not teenagers k i'm not condoning matthews doing this as an adult that's an <laughs> idiotic move especially as an nhl player or any sports athlete or any yeah any figure any public figure yeah of any kind. Like that yeah. is so dumb a bad decision but the fact that he got nominated for the Lady Bing in that yeah. same year. And yes, the Lady Bing is on ice sportsmanship. Of course. But guys, have seriously, some sportsmanship off the ice. <laughs> serious, you couldn't have found one other guy. Yeah. If he wins it, oh man. And then Bobby uh not Bobby Ryan. Ricky Bobby. Rick, Ricky Bobby. Um Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh he's the third nominee. Now uh, I think it was AJ from DNVR with the sick tweet. And he goes, well, Nathan McKinnon's the only one that hasn't been arrested on this Lady Bing. Oh, yeah, threesome, dude. Which is fantastic. Very fantastic. I, I very much enjoyed that tweet. Yeah. Nailed it. So, I mean, going off off-ice stuff, this is Nathan McKinnon's the win here. <laughs> for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, he's got it. 
but I mean, to be to be serious, uh, like you said, Matthews eight penalty minutes. Like Nathan McKinnon didn't have very many. Yeah, that's what I'm just looking. I just wanted to see. But yeah, uh, like that's the thing you never see McKinnon in the box. Well, not very much for sure. The three, the three of them as a whole, you're like, yeah, that's pretty solid. Um, Kale McCarr could have been on there too. I think he only had a couple, maybe four minutes, maybe six. It was not very yeah. many because there was it was a very long time in the season where he had one. Right. Yeah. Right. right? And I think it was like yeah, it was some like garbage something games or something. Like, yeah, it was like garbage one too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, right. So it's like, I just, I did not expect Nathan McKinnon. It's like the lady Bing. It's always Pierre Bergeron or Patrice Bergeron. And then whoever doesn't matter. He's going to win it. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it? Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Ah, the flames guy. Backlund? No, no. Uh, crap. I I can't remember. You'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll remember in a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Oh wait, hold up. I remember. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so that's a surprise. Um, I'm waiting to see if uh, some more come out. Like we were kind of talking about it. I think we were talking more on Twitter there. Jared Bednar's got to be up for coach of the year. Mm. He's got to be in the top three. That mm-hmm. would be insane if he's not. Same thing with Sackick. But I don't know when they're going to announce. Like I don't know how what the plan is. The, I saw something um, in an article somewhere that they're going to announce the winners of these trophies at conference final time i think before the conference finals so that's how long we gotta wait which that sucks but i mean yeah. i like i think adrian dater from colorado hockey now i think he's posted a some an article about kale mccarr and the rookie of the year and how the majority of people he've talked he's talked to have voted i think we've seen nhl articles that have said the majority of people have voted mccarr mm-hmm. again it's still a close race it's still we're not going to talk about it because we talked about it for at length before we took a break. And Everyone it's the knows same. our Nobody's feelings. Played. Yeah. Uh, that being said, when and if we find out the good news or bad news, better be good news though. <laughs> we are going to have the boys from the Stick and Ring podcast on. Hell yeah! And when we do, uh, <laughs> they're a bunch of good guys for sure. And uh, just so happens uh, this week on the Hockey Podcast Network, we're starting a a uh, little, not a, I don't know, commercial. Little, little mid-roll promotion. Yeah, a little promotion of our other podcast networks. Hell Just yeah. so happens this week, we're promoting the Stick and Rink Boys, so have a listen. <laughs> You're a slob. Like, shut your whore mouth. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, awesome. like the, fir- the phrase pigeon toss, like, I find that hilarious. <laughs> like, as if you were to toss a pigeon. What like, the fuck is a pigeon toss? No, like, you just pigeon toss a guy out of the way, like... Don't forget to catch Stick in Rink, the healthiest podcast in the Vancouver area. Every Monday on the Stick in Rink podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts from, or on the Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. You know how fucked I am in the head? When you said pigeon toss, the first thing I thought of was midget toss. We're back. Yes, they are back too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those guys are freaking hilarious. But yeah, it's gonna be a blast. I can't wait to have a like solid like probably forty five minutes with them just <laughs> chirping about who won that Calder trophy. Quinn Hughes who? If it's Quinn Hughes, <laughs> Jared and I are oh. gonna be ruthless oh. about it. And it is gonna be a painful thing. But that being said, when Calder when the Calder goes to Kale McCarr. I'm sure they will come back to us with the exact same heat. Yeah. And I can't wait. But I'm sure that'll be around conference final time. So I'm guessing that's what? Late August? I think. Yeah, usually what? Two weeks weeks a series? Yeah, so that's what they said. They said the first round they wanted the plan they wanted done in 10 days. And then 14 days for every other round. Yeah, seems about right. That's mid-August. Yeah, mid to late August. Yeah, and... Probably maybe the second week of September, somewhere in there. I don't know. Yeah. Just depends on when they actually do these things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's super fun to have all the hosts. Obviously, you guys have heard it with the many interviews we've done with other hosts on the podcast network. But especially when it comes to stuff like this. Because, obviously, we have our bias for Kale McCarr. Clearly, we've watched Kale McCarr way more than we've watched Quinn Hughes. Yeah. 
clearly they have watched Quinn Hughes way more than they've watched Kel McCarr. Kel McCarr is just better. Sorry, man. <laughs> We're biased, but still, he's better. But still, he's better. Uh, I think most people it, believe that. Wouldn't it be great, honestly, Like, and you never know, but it would be freaking great if we met them in the playoffs somehow. Yeah. Like like a conference final and I'm like I guess it's all reseeded, so who the fuck That's even the thing, knows like, what kind of paths we're gonna have here. But. I saw some garbage like the NHL trying to like release a bracket thing and it's just like that's not the bracket challenge. You can't release a bracket when it's gonna reseed fourteen like, times. We all already know what happened last year with everyone's bracket when fucking Carolina won and Columbus won and <laughs> everyone's fucking bracket was gone. Yeah. You think we're gonna be able to predict this shit? <laughs> like, God, ain't nobody predicting this. I'm year. telling you, I'm telling you, they should only reseed after the playing rounds. They're screwing themselves, but yeah, whatever. I agree. I agree. Yeah, whatever is what it is because that's what makes the most sense. And then <coughs> reseeding after that point, man, I'm telling. Like, then yeah. you're changing the whole entire format. Of that's what I, that's what I'm yeah. saying, right? Like it's it's you want to say that this is the normal Stanley Cup playoffs after the playing rounds. Well, you know how you do that? You separate the two. Yeah, turn it into a four-round playoffs, and then a playing round. Well, because everything's completely reseeded all the time. Bullshit. Everything is going to be the same after this playing round. Yeah. It's it's just then it's Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, it's so, not like it's going to be friggin' the East teams playing West teams. Like it's going to be yeah, normal. It's like, going to be East versus the West. It's going to be fine. It, keep it the same. Yeah. That's that dumb. being said, like that. uh, we haven't really touched on the schedule. Oh my god. So oh much hockey. My god. Oh, I can't wait. After the first two days. It's just going to be a damn sprint. Dude. There's going to be six games a day. Yeah. Until teams like, start getting like knocked out. all day. Like, what does this start? Like, 10 a.m. or some shit? Yeah, I think it's 10, 12. This is mountain time. 10, 12, 2, 4, 6, and 8. Every two hours? Yeah. Because it's, it's 12, 4, and 8 in each time zone. Oh, right, right, right. So it's going to be like a 12 o'clock start in the east is going to be 10 for us. Right. So then... It'll be 10, and, 10, 2, and 6 for them, and then it'll be noon, oh, 4, so and 8 sick. here in Edmonton. Oh, my God. Which uh, I'd assume most of you that are listening to this podcast as well are not living under a rock and saw the shit show that is Rogers Place or mm. Rogers Arena or whatever they call it. Uh, the storm that just destroyed freaking storm drain tubes and shit. T- pipes in the building yeah oh my god little little flood can't hurt right how conveniently timed was that oh my god yeah this is this is 2020 folks they're just gonna freak out and end up moving into calgary because they're like ah the building's fucked piles of shit upon <laughs> piles of shit i just i can't believe it it's just like yeah i know i who i think it was patrick kane who was like man it's just like somebody's throwing a sign saying maybe we shouldn't do this yeah <laughs> i don't know i mean I, I I can't say that. Well, first of all, if you're on Twitter, you've seen the majority of Twitter posts that have some sort of person saying just cancel the season. Almost every single post I've seen a comment like that on Twitter, and it drives me insane. But at the same time, I understand the skepticism and the fact that like it's not worth killing someone over playing hockey. I get that. Yeah, I get it. That being said. We talked about it before we took a break, and the entire time we took a break, the UFC has fought, and they fought, and they fought, and they've had so many fight cards. And as far as I know, and I don't think they pay their fighters enough to lie about this, but nobody has got corona from being at the event. Yeah. People have tested positive going into events, but nobody has left and then tested positive after. And that's the thing, too, is the fact that we have all the right precautions in place and all these big organizations so. like UFC, NHL, et cetera, they all were, they're all on top of it. Like we've already had awesome Matthews, yeah. uh, Pasternak now. He's, yeah. Apparently past this is hearsay part. at the moment, but I've yeah. read an article that Pasternak apparently is missing practice at the moment with the Bruins because he was exposed to someone with COVID. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have it, but doesn't necessarily have it. But they have those precautions. Again, right? he, like, he was tested and he was tested negative multiple times before he stepped on the ice. But this with Pasternak, most of you probably don't know. He missed the first two days of training camp, played the third day of practice and then missed since then. And it was very o- awkward. Cause you're like, well, what if, if he had Corona, then he wouldn't have been able to play at all. And then it's not like he would have just got it again all of a sudden. Yeah. So, okay, it must be an injury. And then I saw an article of somebody who said they talked to Pasternak, and this is what they said. Uh, I mean, take it with a grain of salt because some guys 
are going to talk about it and some guys aren't. Just like Matthews. Matthews has come out and talked about how he had COVID and it didn't really affect him. He was mostly mostly asymptomatic. Right. Stuff like that, right? There's definitely been other players. We know that yeah. what was it, what, nine members of the Tampa Bay Lightning had it? Yeah. Right? Those One had players. it on the Avs, or was it even two? Well, yeah, there was, I think, three or four Avs at yeah. the beginning. But coming into camp, yeah. I don't think the Avs have had any positive cases. Mm-hmm. No. Um, as far as I know, I haven't seen it. Um, but, you know, there, like there's been positive tests. What I think after everybody was tested prior to Phase 3, there was just about 6% of the players had tested positive. But, again... That's from coming from the outside world into the bubble. Right. Once everybody's in the bubble, I think they'll be fine as long as players and staff respect and the bubble. Respect the bubble, <laughs> yeah. right? Because and I think I've you've already I think I've heard it already in the NBA where players aren't respecting the bubble in Orlando. And again, this is why the NHL came to Canada because mm. any pro sport that's playing in Orlando or Florida period or Arizona has got to be mental. Yeah, to you can't yeah. you can't on one hand say we care about our players, and then put them in Florida. Yeah, at all like on the other hand, right? It just it does not make sense. Coming to Canada, I think was the better choice. Again, I think I said this earlier, like I don't know a month before we stopped. I thought Toronto was cr- a crazy choice because Toronto's probably the highest number of COVID cases in Canada. But at the same time, per capita, it's probably not. It is a huge city. Again, I think Montreal, Quebec is clearly the worst place in Canada. It's yeah. kind of our Florida where shit's just off the rails. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think it's it's good to come here, well, to come to Canada, where if a player does decide that he doesn't want to respect the bubble, he's got a lesser chance of actually catching it. The problem with that, though, is that it's just like probably people anywhere – they get kind of uh, complacent and you just, ah, it's fine. I don't know anybody with it. Like, it's not that bad here. Yeah. We'll be fine. So, I, I mean, we'll see. Again, we'll see what happens if somebody gets it in the bubble. You're not going to know, right, in theory. Uh, I guess elephant in the room that we've been avoiding, because I didn't want to bring up Makar too early in this, because I feel like we would fixate on him, is Kale Makar has not practiced in the last day and a half-ish. He left mid-practice yesterday, uh, sorry, yesterday being Saturday, and didn't practice on Sunday, was not part of the scrimmage on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, terrifying. Because yeah. you know when you leave mid-practice, it's injury-related. He probably tweaked something, which, holy fuck. And it's like, wow, did he not have enough shit to deal with this year already? Like, Yeah, and then man. I saw somebody on Twitter, and it's like, oh, he's a Band-Aid. Oh, my. man. Not, not yet. This, not yet. Not this. Not, not yet. Not already. He's he's not there yet. Simmer down. Simmer down. <laughs> it's one year. Lots lots of people. <laughs> it's get one injured. year, and he still played like fifty something games. Yeah, out of what seventy one. Yeah, something like that. Right. So I I I'm just I'm scared. That being said, man, this Avs team being healthy is freaking crazy. Like to think that Tyson Jost is the thirteenth forward right now. Yeah. Again, I'm not I'm not necessarily surprised. With his production, I'm not surprised. But where the Avs were uh twelve months ago, probably I'd say. Maybe maybe thirteen months ago. Where the Avs were thirteen months ago, to think that Tyson Jost to be your thirteenth forward from a team that had basically one line last year. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. When they're healthy, it's crazy how much talent this team has since Sackick did what he did over the summer and with trades like Nemestikov and stuff like that. I'm so jacked to watch them play a game. Oh, man. Speaking of, play the game. The exhibition game is against Minnesota on the 29th. So if you're listening to this on Monday, a whopping nine days away. Hell yeah. Uh, cannot wait. I really... Really hope, and I think Jared Bednar also really hopes that the intensity in this exhibition game versus the Wild is just like the exhibition games against the Wild to start the season. And just like every other game that we played them this year. Yeah. Which were really, really good matchups for sure. Because apparently Saturday's practice was not very intense, and Mr. Bednar was not Mm. pleased. (laughs) He was pissed by by the articles I read. He was none too happy. I mean, 
I mean, they're probably not alone. There's probably a lot of oh. uh, players, as we've seen, unfit to play you and want, all that crap. You right? want to it's talk like... about a time where Mike Keenan is your coach would be perfect? <laughs> right now is that time. I mean, Trotz is probably all over that yeah, shit, dude. too, eh? <laughs> Columbus camp? Oh. Yeah. Toronto's going to have a problem. Get the buckets out. Toronto is going to have a problem. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, I'm just so stoked, like... Lots of these matchups are going to be super fun to watch. I can't I can't just wait just to see this freaking event we're going to witness. This historic playoffs, if you will, because it is. It's going to be. I hope it's historic. Like, Well, it already is. <laughs> I really hope it... Oh, yeah. Not historically good. Yeah. Not historically bad. Yeah, right. Because like, there's a very good chance. And again, we've fucking seen it on Twitter. I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter too. The amount of people that just automatically write this off as a gimmick and all this yeah. shit. Asterisk up the ass. Yeah. You know? Blah, 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 right? blah, Right? There's so many people that already are, are already biased to the fact that this is a shit show already, which is waiting to happen. Yeah. I really hope it proves people wrong. I really hope it's amazing. I can't wait till the 2nd of August when they play a semi-meaningful game. Yeah. That being said, I can't wait to like. I'm hugely optimistic. I can't wait to like the tenth or eleventh when they play like a legitimate playoff series game. I mean, once we honestly, Goddamn. once we get through the play-in, all these teams are going to be back to you know full juice. Yeah, and like once we get into the actual playoffs, guarantee I guarantee it's going to be crazy good hockey. Yeah, like how is it not going to be? It's going to be again. I just need Montreal to lose. <laughs> Blackhawks to win. <laughs> Edmonton to get the first overall Dude, pick. If they and win, everything will be right. If they win the draft lottery, <laughs> I am gonna die. Watch it happen, man. We were actually talking about it on uh Saturday last night. I was at my friends. We were actually ending we were ending our hockey pool. We were simulating our season finale. Uh because we had a matchup pool and obviously with the seasoning and seasoning? Season seasoning ending. ending. Jesus. Uh, we couldn't finish our playoffs, our matchup playoffs, so we simmed them in NHL 20 last night. Uh, first of all, uh, complete shit show. NHL 20 sims are shit. Uh, almost every team that was rated lower won their game. Oh yeah, my team was Spirit rated. My team was rated with a 94 offense, a 92 defense, oh, and like an 89 goaltending. To which I played the eventual champ, who was like 90 offense, 88 defense, and like 86 goaltending. I lost 7 nothing. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what a garbage sim. <laughs> I was so rattled. It wasn't yeah, even close. Brutal. Nobody else got Harsh. worked. One of our guys had a 100 rated offense. He scored one goal. Oh, God. I was like, how is this Damn even it, real? NHL. Yeah, the, the sim, sim was rough. Uh, we actually... We started out the sim with, because uh, uh, it's it's a ten person team, so it's six people make playoffs, one and two get buys. So, buddy who put everything in the game, he put the first and second place teams against really bad teams for their buy because they had to put somebody in there. So he made a team that was eighteen overall and twenty one overall. First played eighteen, second played twenty one. Mm-hmm. He won three nothing. Against the 18 overall team after a fucking full sim. Yeah. With 50 something shots to four shots, and he only scored three times. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, the sim is so broken. <laughs> so, I mean, it was fun. We had a good time. We drank lots and all that yeah. stuff. But, like, man, the NHL 20 sim. And first of all, watching AI just play HL. Oh, man. So aggravating. Oh, probably. So aggravating. Yeah, I've, I've, I know. I've watched a few Sims. It's it's hilarious. So funny. <laughs> I mean, I guess we all watch them. We kind of watch the Avs games yeah. there at the very beginning of this whole thing. Yeah, there's been tons everywhere. Yeah. Oh, my God. Such a such a gong show. But it was fun. It was a good way to finish it. But, yeah, yeah dude, I can't wait. I can't wait for real hockey again. I cannot wait. I can't wait to yell at the TV. Yeah. And actually oh, yell at man. human beings opposed to AI. Him, I mean, probably, uh, probably pull a beans. Brett and be like first first game of the season and just start crying. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's here! <laughs> oh yeah, what I was trying to get, we were talking about it while we were shooting the shit while watching these Sims. Remember, remember my theory of how the Taylor Hall experience this year is not going to be Arizona winning the draft lottery. It's going to be the team that Taylor Hall eventually signs at or signs with. Yeah. 
Well, a couple Flames fans that were in attendance last night were really hoping that Johnny Goudreau gets traded this summer and they sign Taylor Hall in his place. And I'm like, yeah, and then you're going to win the draft lottery before this whole thing happens because you're going to lose to the Jets, you're going to win the draft lottery, and then Taylor Hall has to sign here. Has to happen. Done. Because we're going to get freaking Lafreniere. Who doesn't want to play with him? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be so ridiculous. Geez. I really, I just really need Taylor Hall to Could sign you imagine, whoever won the lottery. Could you imagine Taylor Hall's a flame? That would be fantastic in a way. Like, I, I don't even know if I want him on the team as a Flames fan. But just to play Edmonton and be in the Battle of Alberta on the other side, that'd be just, if you just that'd lit be them hilarious. Up one night, too. Oh, yeah. Just get a Hattie and <laughs> shut down McDavid. Uh, you remember <laughs> when Taylor Hall got his head sliced open in warm up? Oh, yeah. Was yeah. that here? Or was Maybe. that against the Flames? I feel Maybe. like it was against the Flames. It might have been. In warm-up, it was ridiculous. He, like, yeah. fell and somebody, like, got their skate on his forehead and sliced it wide open. Good yeah, time. what was that, like, five years ago or something? More than that, I think. Yeah. I, I remember that, yeah. I'm pretty ridiculous. sure, I'm pretty sure it was here. I feel like it was here. here. Yeah. Taylor Hall's a klutz. Ten out of ten. <laughs> He's just, yeah. But, he, man, oh, it's just, it, we're so close. I just need everything to work. I mean, and yeah, it's it's exciting too because uh, just you know seeing like Timmins and uh, Bo and Byram in the camps. Yeah, if you're gonna call it that. Um, you never know, right? They might be they might be playing. I'd be very 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 surprised if Byram ends up in the top six. Oh yeah, no, I don't think it'll happen. But uh, I never know with injuries, right? Definitely wouldn't necessarily be surprised about Timmins. Yeah, just because he wasn't as far away as mm-hmm. Byron was to start. That being said, if knock on wood injuries happen, hopefully they don't. But if they do, it's nice to know that the Avs have options that may may be able to fill the gap better than expected, right? Like, And it's nice most that we teams, have the faith in that depth now. Yeah, right? Like most teams, when you look at their D, which again, this is just hope, hoping, right? We're obviously rose-colored glasses a bit here. Your seventh, your eighth, your ninth, you're never going to be as good as your top two or your top four. But when it's a guy like Connor Timmins or Bowen Byram, they may be able to step in and actually produce in those roles, whereas most of those perennial eight, nine guys kind of just, they just fill the hole and like you just hope for the best. Kind yeah, of thing. I was going to say the Barbarios, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to see it happen. I don't. Obviously, I don't think anybody of wants course. to. Yeah. But it's nice because I mean, obviously, part of the reason I think we're so not hopeful, but like hyped up about potentially the eighth guy being able to step in, no problem, is because of what Kale McCarr did last year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And again, painting everybody with the same brush is never a good idea. You're you're going to get disappointed for sure. But we know Bone Byram's going to be a hopeful stud in the NHL. Connor Timmons looks like a beauty. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they didn't want to trade him for Taylor Hall. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it's 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 just one of those things, and I can't wait to see it happen. It's been a long time since we've talked about hockey. I was so jacked up to record this podcast today. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be even, I guess, ah, uh, oh, damn, we still won't have a game before next episode. No, but we'll be talking about one. Yeah. Yeah, well, that'll be an actual kind of preview, the first preview. Oh, man. Yeah, it's been so long since we've previewed a game. Yeah, man. Yeah, seriously, I might might cry when when this next, when when we play the Minnesota Wild, I might be like, yes. Oh, my God. It's fucking here. We'll have to, like, Zoom call each other while we're watching the game. (laughs) Yo, man, I'm crying. Are you crying? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be so good. Um, but anyway, I think that's, uh, a wrap. I hope we didn't miss anything. Uh, I mean, I guess we can kind of touch on the fact that the Vesna kind of the Vesna three are out. Um, I Hellebuck. Th- it, it's gotta be Hellebuck, right? It's gotta be Hellebuck. I, that's what I think. I think, I think I saw the grid for 60 guys tweet something that like, he was like 19 point something goal saved above average. And the next guy, I think it was Vasilevsky at nine. Yeah, it's like, oh. I mean, especially like if you know if the Jets do beat the Flames in this play-in, it's gonna like, be hella buck. Like, well, and just think like they shouldn't even be here, right? 
And like he's their only reason. I don't know what the hell that was. That was me. <laughs> uh He's like the only reason that they're in this position. Yeah. They should not be here. Like, I don't even, they, it's like what we, you know, talked about them early on, like before the season started and all the Bufflin shit and all the shit that they were going well, through yeah, with man. their defense, Truba being gone. And we're sitting there like, I don't know if we actually said it, but we are pretty much thinking, I think that they're going to be like bottom 10 team. Yeah. And they were right there. They were right there, and that's like eighty percent because of Hellebuck. Point zero one percent win percentage out of eight. Right. Yeah, and it comes down to that. <laughs> and oh, right? and and we didn't mention this, but in the draft lottery, uh, in the whole, you know, one to fifteen number, the pick that won the draft lottery oh, yeah. was the Winnipeg Jets position. Yeah. It yeah, seems it, was... it seems crazy because you think because they're so like fringe on the outside of the playoffs they should have been higher, mm-hmm. but because the East point totals were so much higher than the West, it put the Jets into like thirteenth last or something, and that was the pick. Yeah, that's... that was the pick that won the draft lottery. That's something. Which means, don't even think about it. Which Jets. means clearly <laughs> the Jets are going to win. They're they're gonna win <laughs> the series against the Flames. The Flames, the Flames are gonna lose, and then the Flames <laughs> are imagine? rightfully gonna win the draft lottery. And then and the Taylor Jets Hall get, is gonna sign here. And then the Jets will get spanked in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I'm telling you. Oh, just be oh, heartache. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. We will catch you next Monday, and I'm pretty sure when hockey rolls along, we're gonna be on a lot. Yeah, man. I mean, there's you know, gonna be a lot of talk. We got freaking six games a week or, or a day. Yeah, and we're gonna have you know avalanche games pretty much every second day. Oh, so stoked! Yeah, once that first round starts, oh boy, we'll be watch we'll be out. spouting out hour and a half episodes <laughs> twice a week, probably. <laughs> you know, watch out. <laughs> but anyway, uh, hope you're all staying safe and you've come back to enjoy some get get some more of your hockey fix in for sure. Yeah, because uh, we're coming. And uh, hockey is going to be fierce soon. I cannot wait. The sprint. (laughs) The sprint. The summer. The summer of hockey. Oh, my God. It's good times. So exciting. (laughs) The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.